The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And that's it. Your featherweight challenger is Felicia Spencer after another first-round finish. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for your winner, Felicia Spencer. Dream is alive and well. Go to Eminem World after this, get some little custom Eminem with a little fro on it or something. Now I won't feel bad about, you know, eating them in chain. Enjoy your Eminem, sir. Chain Super, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, we have uh, Chase Hooper and Felicia Spencer. Uh, Felicia Spencer, of course, fighting Amanda Nunes in the main event at uh, UFC 250 this Saturday night. Alex Caceres against Chase Hooper is the, is the prelim uh, main event or the final fight. Uh, which is always, again, I, I say this every time we talk about the prelims, but the final fight of the prelims is, are, are usually fighters the UFC believes are going to give a very exciting fight because then the next thing people want to do is continue watching um, by getting the pay-per-view. So that, that is a, a great fight. Alex Caceres is never in a boring fight. Well, Alex Caceres, um, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Always exciting, yeah. you know? I mean, what, what are we seeing... <laughs> Uh, Crone Gracie again. He because he strangled Bruce Leroy. He strangled Alex in his debut, and then he had that, that fight with Cub, which was a battle. And I want to see what the hell's Crone Gracie, man. A Crone win or lose against Cub. I mean, just, they gave it to uh, Cub. Cub Swanson won that one. He that, did. Uh, but then it was a standstill in the middle. They were trading, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, it's one of those where I don't believe his stock went down. But I want to. I want, I want to see that kid again, man. Oh, I that just too. came to me because of Bruce Leroy. Yep. Then, hey, I, you know what's funny about Chase is that he really does look like a kid that you just like – he doesn't really look – he really doesn't look like a fighter. I don't, you know what I mean? He, look, he has such a young face. He just looks like a nice – he looks like he looks like, like Peter Parker before he got bit by the spider. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah. Like you could throw him in a locker or something. How did he become such a badass? I know we had him on here before, but there's new listeners. And I, I don't know exactly how, but a lot of times the guys uh, who look, you know, it's funny. A lot of times what makes a guy look mean is the mentality behind the face. And a lot of guys that can fight, like Liddell looks mean. Chuck Liddell looks like he'll fuck your girlfriend and throw you through a window. That's what Chuck <laughs> Chuck looks like. That. <laughs> that is, that, that's a good. Uh, Even though he's the nicest guy in the world, he oh, looks so fucking nice. mean. Rampage looks mean, but yeah. there are guys like Chase who just look like nice guys. They look like, and a lot of times they they kind of 
they are comfortable and confident so they don't have any of that uh, weird energy, which is almost like I'm saying Liddell does, but he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? A lot of guys are so comfortable in themselves that they just don't carry themselves in in a mean way. Some people just, they look a certain way and they're big sweethearts. Jimmy, I remember I was getting, this is a, before the, the quarantine or whatever. It was a while ago. I was getting out of my, I was cleaning out my truck at a 7-Eleven because I have all shit in there. Yep. And I don't know, maybe I had a serious look on it. And you know, I got my my sunglasses. I look like a little RoboCop. So it was a guy, a little bit older guy, and he's getting in the car. He's looking at me. He goes, he goes man, he goes, you look like a serious, one serious dude. Like you say it nicely. Like a, yeah. And I felt like, say, no, nah, man, I'm silly. What are you talking yeah. about? Because I'm a silly guy. I'm a yeah. nice guy. But sometimes the look Jimmy, like if we were in person, I give you a look that you go, oh, like a blue steel, not a blue steel look. That's that's, yeah. that's am I dating myself with that reference? You know what that's from? Blue steel. What's the that only uh, no, I'm thinking of Anacott Steel on Wall Street. No, I don't. Well, then I'm really dated. It's from Zoolander. Does oh. anybody? Does any kids now? They did a follow up to that movie. I didn't shittiest, know what it was. Shittiest sequel ever. In, in listen. There's been some shitty sequels out there. Yeah. Highlander 2 comes to mind, The Quickening, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, Sean Connery, how did he come back? He had his head chopped off. But in the history of shitty sequels, that's up there, Jimmy. Yeah, I didn't know what Blue Steel meant. I thought that's what Steel's wife did. Dude, that's Uh, a fucking chip. That's a chip. I know. That is a Come on. I know. I'm embarrassed that I even thought it, much less said it. It was a terrible joke. Well, Zoolander was a movie with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. They were male mm-hmm. models, and Will Farrell was in it. He was the bad guy. But they did a sequel. It is so unwatchable. I never got through it, Jimmy. Yeah. And I could get I could see if I could watch a bad movie. Oh, before we get into all this MMA stuff. Sure. Uh I watched a, I watched the first episode of that uh Jeffrey Ibs uh Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. So so disturbing. It I don't is. even know if I'm going to make it through. What a fucking... Listen, is it wrong to say... I mean, I'm happy that guy's dead. I Maybe he did it. Maybe somebody else did it to him. Yeah, he was a creep. He's you know, a I didn't like the creep. documentary, though, because there's certain things I wanted answered. Like, I didn't finish it. I'm, uh, I'm, but go ahead. Nothing, there's a woman, the, the woman who is his girlfriend, this Ghislaine Maxwell. I would love to know why the police have not brought her in. For questioning. Oh, First of all, why hasn't she been arrested? Second of all, how the fuck is she not in custody answering questions? Like, where is she? Uh, yeah, you know, she was a big part of that. So is she giving information? Is she uh, in a country with no extradition treaty? Because she's got a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but why the fuck Dude, has she not been brought in for questions? I just, I just watched the first episode with everything going on when he was in Florida. And it was just... It was just really disturbing, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was it was it was it's not something I like to watch before I go to sleep. Because yeah. it puts I like to watch comedies before I go to sleep, Jimmy. Yeah. And you know what's not a bad one? What? You know what's not a bad one? It's got your buddy in it. Nick's you know you know oh, you Grandma's know boy. I Nick Swanson's oh, actually a good friend of mine. It, it. it is Nick Swanson. Yeah. But uh he's in Grandma's boy too. But uh all um what was it? Uh, what the fuck? He's doing a joke in his act before the movie. He would do a joke in his act about Nicholas. You're the strongest boy in the world. Like how impressed with him his grandmother was because he could hold up a gallon of milk. And I always love that joke. It was very funny. And then God, he does this. Uh, you know, he makes like a whole 
the thing out of it. Oh, I think, smart, I think he's hysterical. Well, David Spade's got a new movie on Netflix called uh, The Wrong Missy, I think it's called. I'm pretty sure it's called that. The Wrong oh. Missy. So he gets, he meets a, uh, it, it, a quick, a quick, I don't know who the girl is in this thing, the, 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 the actress, but she, dude, hysterical, Jimmy. So off the wall, I, I mean, she might be, I don't know if she's an SNL girl. I really got to do my research. I didn't plan on talking about it, but it's fresh in my head. Funny, Jimmy, funny. Me and yeah. the missus laughing. That's important. You know? And then we went upstairs, no more laughing. Sorry, I don't want to get too much into it. Ah, I know. Not I my private know. life. No more I laughing. Have a good time in quarantine with the missus. Of course you do. And she has a good time with you. She's probably, you know, you're, you're, you're a serious dude. That guy was right. I'm a bit of a caveman, you know? Yeah. But the wrong Missy uh, for Matt's movie minute, you couldn't go wrong. David Spade goes, he meets a girl, and uh, it's it's uh, he, he has an instant connection. Puts her on the phone. Her name is Missy. Before that, he went on a blind date with a girl Missy who was wacky. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So then he starts flirting and texting. Where do they meet up to go on a vacation? It's the wrong Missy. Yes, you see, um. and then just all hijinks and fun. So, Jimmy, I know what you're going to do later. You're going to you're gonna give it a shot. But let me tell you something, Jimmy. I notice what, what you're looking at. People are listening in their cars. They're driving. But you can tell them what you're looking at. Besides, not my biceps. Um, you have another one? I have another UFC Fight Island shirt. All right. Hey, man. They hooked, they hooked your boy up. All right. Here's my question for Dana yes. White and yes. uh, the rest of the UFC. Where are my Fight Island shirts? It's my whole question. It sounded like there was more than I, one I, question. I, I, That's my whole question. Big lead. There was up, no follow up. Big lead. Because up. they uh, technically Dan is my well, not technically Dan is my boss. So if he didn't want to give me a shirt, I would only request. I would not badger. Jimmy, my boss would fire me. Jimmy. Yes. Can I can I ask you something? Can I have a sure. can I have a request for the show? One hundred percent. What do you want? What can well, I do? The, no, no. Well, it's not. Well, what could we do? Is more the question. Sure, okay. It's never I in team. No, you know. No. Technically, there's Matt, but there's no two T's. But that's not the point. The point is Jimmy. <laughs> there really is. And there's also but, eat me <laughs> in team. <laughs> come up with it. It's true. Oh fuck! I get lightheaded. But the thing is, this I think about making the show. Better and more fun. I know it's hard to believe to make it more a party. I get questions. People DM me from the show. Part of the, you know, Jimmy. Sure. UFC, part of the, the army, the UFC uh, unfiltered army. Unfiltered army, yeah. And they have questions, whether it's about training, whether it's something about uh, the, the one guy um, had to, had that same situation with me with the, the rib. I got, listen, I try to get back to people. Sure, you try. You know, but why don't people write into the a show to our producers and we'll do some oh, questions from the off unfiltered army or some Sure. Show. I'd be happy to do that. That sounds like a fun little thing to do. Well, I mean <laughs> I want to get more interactive, Jimmy. I'm fine with that. Yes. It was just I was just it was just the word fun. I didn't know if that sounded fun, but I would happily do it. Well, I think it'd be fun for our 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 Fans, I hate to might say be. Fans. Yeah. I hate to say I have fans, or we have fans. I, I know call you them fans. worshippers. That's that's uh, cool. that's UFC not, unfiltered worshippers. No, I'm getting flashbacks of how you deal with first class class, and you don't like to see the people in economy. That's the same type of shit. You're getting oh, too cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, 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 no. I mean, I, a lot of times, um, if I catch somebody eyeballing me as they walk to the back, I'll have them removed from the aircraft. <laughs> when did that all start, Jimmy? That's first time I, I got the first class. <laughs> the, yeah, first time said, the first time. The first time. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, Chase, hold on. I want to I get Jimmy jealous. This is what you're going to do. Show me your shirt for a second. Yeah! Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad new. that they're, they're handing them out to everyone. New BFFFFFs. We were in the same shirt. We both love jujitsu. Yeah, Chase. I worked now, out. Did you Have you heard anything now about Fight Island? Is it something they're still going to need to do, or are they anticipating that they'll be able to have guys come in, or is it the embassy backups going to make it necessary? I don't know. Uh, last thing I heard, Fight Island's still on. Uh, I think they're kind of committed at this point. If they just oh. sold a ton of merch and like right. uh, didn't deliver, I think that'd be a huge burn on everybody. Yeah, it'd be kind of awesome too, though. If they just made people, if, if all these people bought Fight Island shirts that never happened, it'd be like a fucking <laughs> vintage collecting item in a few years. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, I got I got most of the collection, so. Yeah, I think you got half of it. How many shirts are there? Two. Uh, no, they put out they put out like sixteen probably, but they sent me like four. Yeah, I looked and they just keep pumping stuff out. So, oh, good for them. <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll just go on the site and buy one like everybody else. I just want one. Yeah, I bought my girlfriend one because she wanted ones. So I wasn't gonna the same one as mine. you. I think I got her a sweatshirt. Oh, you got her a sweatshirt. Now, does she? What does your girlfriend do? Is she a fighter as well, or is she in another totally other line of uh, work? Uh, right now, she's trying to get into like more personal training stuff, so more okay. fitness related for sure. But. uh yeah, it's kind of hard right now with everything being shut down. Yeah, but, it's a uh, weird time, man, because workouts, like I've been seeing a trainer, but you just, you kind of go, I just go to her place and like her fiance's on his computer working from home. And it's really weird just to use Bowflex weights in somebody's house. Um, you know, I don't know how you guys are training uh, jujitsu, uh, getting ready. It's got to be, every time you're training, you got to wonder if the other person's okay to train with. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, trying to do some fight club stuff and, you know, getting as much training as possible while, uh, because Washington's pretty strict because um, we had a lot of cases in Seattle. We're technically in the same county uh, where I live as Seattle. So now they're doing everything county-wise, but I think we're going to – they're probably talking about dragging it out until like August, which is terrible. But, uh, yeah, we've been, you know, finding a way to train, um, doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. Um, I had to go over across the state um, a couple times, but I got to train with like Kiesa and his guys. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been a good time. Been good uh, getting ready for this fight. 
Chase, yeah. what martial art did you start off with, and, and how old were you when you first started training? I started off with jiu-jitsu at around eight. Um, eight years old. Yeah, so I got, what, like 12-plus years of it now, so. And, and uh, I'm sure you, you – were you natural at jiu-jitsu? Would you just, did you take to it like a fish to water or – yeah, I think uh, my body type helped, you yeah. know, because I was always like long and lanky and kind of awkward, which, uh, you know, is perfect for jujitsu. And uh, like I was never super explosive. So I would just, you know, kind of stretch yeah. people out, do a lot of um, like spider guard stuff and just be super long. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of the sport for me and it worked for my body type. And what about the striking? When did you start getting into that? Uh, I did that around the same time, but not as. Uh, not as much as, you know, as I do now. Like, I got into it more probably around 15 or 16 with, like, the MMA stuff. And, uh, you know, kind of went from there. Some guys are just very good in jiu-jitsu. Then, oh, man, maybe I'll make this a, a career. Maybe I'll fight. And then they get punched. And they're like, ah, I'll just <laughs> stick, I'll stick to, the, uh, to the tournaments. Because some guys have that problem with that transition, you know, from the grappling to the striking. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I've always had is I can always, you know, I'm pretty durable and, uh, you know, pretty competitive. So, you know, getting punched in the face isn't too big of a deal for me. Now, Pete, now growing up, having trained at an early age, you know, you know, you don't look like a little punk or anything, but you don't look like, like a Billy badass either. In high school or junior high, did anybody go, oh, you know, I, you know, I heard Chase trains. Let me test them. You ever get tested? Anybody try to mess with you, put you in a locker or anything? No, I think like probably 90, 95% of the people I graduated with, like, don't even know me. Like they, I was just one of those guys. Like I was pretty oh, nerdy. Wow. I just kind of, you know, kept my head down. Uh, like I would just go to school, do all my schoolwork, just, you know, kind of stay on the straight and narrow. So that way, you know, I didn't get into trouble so I could go home and, you know, get ready to train right after. Yeah. What did you want to do? What did you, oh, sorry, Matt. What did you want to do after school? You said you were a good student. What did you want to do? Uh, all I wanted to do was train and play video games oh. pretty much outside of school. So, you know, that worked for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it got me to the UFC, so. Holy shit, yeah. And we're getting back to that video game thing in a second. Don't think we're going to forget about that. Uh, but now that now that you were quiet in high school, junior high, you know, quiet chase, now I'm sure <laughs> people from your, your, high, your, your, your high school days and whatnot have to be reaching out to you saying something, say, dude, what the F? Look, we didn't know you were this beast. Because I'll tell you, well-mannered, nice kid, but when you're in that cage, you're a killer. So it's a side that I'm sure nobody even uh, remotely seen before. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, like, I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't start anything. And, uh, you know, now being a cage fighter, people kind of see it as, uh, you know, they think that I'll end up being one of those guys, but my personality is still the same. Like, uh you know, my friend group is still pretty small. It's more the people I train with and I, you know, just kind of stay focused on that. Yeah. Well, did you, when you were a kid, would you, cause you know, man, you're also a big guy. You're six one. So you're not a small, you know, just sitting down, you look like a normal dude, but you're six one. So in person, you don't look like you're probably pick on a ball. But when you were growing up, did you have any uh, guys that uh, motivated you want to fight by bullying you? Did you deal with any of that? No, I feel like uh, for me, most of it was just like, I'm pretty competitive. So it was all kind of self-motivated. Uh, like I just kind of wanted in to get back in there and win, whether it was like a jujitsu competition or a smoker or, you know, like my amateur MMA fights, I just kind of kept raising the bar in my, uh, 
you know, competitiveness just kept driving me. And how do you uh, prepare for a guy like Alex Caceres? You know, I mean, we always ask fighters that, but Caceres is such a fun guy to watch. He's such an interesting striker. Uh, he's not easy to figure out. Uh, his movement is all over the place. Like he's, he seems like he's not an easy guy because he's not a predictable fighter. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we picked him apart a little bit. We got a couple of things that we're going to kind of focus on. Um, I feel like the nice thing for me is as far as the striking stuff goes, he's not a knockout guy. He's a, you know, he just, he tries to be flashy. He tries to kind of keep the fights going for 15 minutes and kind of, you know, win the decision. He's more of a point fighter. Um, so for me, that kind of, you know, that opens up the realm of me being able to, you know, try to get it to the ground and try to finish him for the whole 15 minutes. Um, so for me coming into this fight, a huge aspect of it was cardio and, uh, you know, dealing with a lot of like scrambly guys that are, um, you know, on the feet trying to kind of run away and I got to chase them down a little bit. But if you get a little too like complacent, you got to watch out for all the kicks and everything. Hey, uh, I seen you before and I saw you actually go up to Jorge Masvidal saying that you were Ben Askren's kid. Why'd you do that to my dad? Dude, where did you come <laughs> up? That's great, man. First of all, it's, it's, I, when I see that, I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. Are you, you're coming up to him with a straight face. Well, who, how'd you come up with that? Just one day, you just thinking of that? How'd that come up? So it was like, uh, I think it was 246 <laughs> when he was there um, for all the media stuff. Uh, the Fight Pass guys had me doing all the interviews with the fighters. Uh, he was actually my first interview. Um, but it was right after his press conference. They were like, hey, we can get you a couple seconds with Masvidal. I think, uh, you know, maybe try <laughs> to come up with something funny. And they kind of, uh, you know. We figured it out a little bit beforehand, but that was, uh, like he had no idea what it, what it was going to be like going into that. That was completely candid from hospital. Oh, that was great. Yeah. What did him. he say? I hadn't, I haven't seen it. He said something to the effect of like, uh, I'm sorry. And like, no, he, he was pretty yeah. genuinely sorry about it. Uh, he was like, Oh shit. Like he was like, Oh no, like, it was, uh, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you let the cat out of the bag. And now, wait, hold on. We'll get back to this fight and stuff in a second. Let me ask you, because you brought up something very, you touched base on it. Yes. And if you got, not you, Jimmy, I'm sorry. No, I know what you mean, though, I think. I think. Chase, you mentioned video games. Now, don't, please don't tell me you got too mature and you don't play video games anymore. This was back in high school. Do you still play any video games? Yeah. Uh, oh, I actually bought God. one of those uh, little, like, Nintendo Switches. Uh, okay. It's kind of like PSP sized, uh, yeah. just to bring with me to Vegas and stuff. So I've been playing that in my hotel room all week. Uh, yeah, that's fun, man. I got that too. My kids got that, the Mario Kart and whatnot. Do you got any main console that you uh, that you use or uh, Xbox right now? But uh, I think maybe after this fight, I'll look at more getting like a computer and trying to do like some of the streaming stuff. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know how interesting I can be for that, but. Well, listen, man, I, I'm right there with you, dude. I want to do that, too. I the Twitch stuff. It sounds yeah. good because I'm playing anyway. Hours. Yeah. Hey, and listen, sure. and, you know, you might who knows? You might get a, a bonus. You're an exciting fighter. I would get the the, the I, I upgrade to the VR. Jimmy, yeah. listen to this also. Yeah, especially I'm up, I yeah. have the Vive. I love it. I know the Oculus Rift is out there, whatever that is. But uh, hey, man, it's fun, Chase. Yeah. I'm telling you as a nerd. Uh, yeah, as a video game nerd, so much fun. And I was an Xbox guy, Call of yeah. Duty, Halo. I love that yeah, shit. For sure, played it ever since. 
I put on my fucking VR. I feel like Ready Player One. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah. I read the book too. Did you really? Yeah. Me and Chase could have been hanging out ages ago. <laughs> How was it a lot different than the movie, you know? Uh, pretty you similar. Like it, a it went a little more in depth. But they like it a lot better, the book, I heard. Yeah, I like the book. Yeah. A Ready Player One. I'm such a fan of that movie, Jimmy. I've never seen, I, I played video games when I was young. Like I'm older than both of you guys. I played a lot when I was very, I like when arcade games. So I understand the obsession. I just never translated to stuff at home. But that movie, Ready because Player I discovered One, porn. Ready, <laughs> Ready Player One. Oh, there's that. They have that too in VR. But Ready Player One, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a lot of 80s nostalgia in there, Jimmy. Yep. So you'd like that shit. Probably, yeah. I remember the arc, the arcade games, but I get the obsession. Like, if I could have done it at home, I would have done it at home. But I get the idea of wanting to play something for hours and just getting lost in it. Yeah. All right, back to the fighting. Yeah. Listen, hey Chase, are you in? Uh, you're in Vegas now. Yeah, I'm in Vegas. You like to get out there a little early? How does that work? Well, uh, I mean, the fights this fucking weekend. When did you get out there? Uh, we were supposed to go out Tuesday, but uh, I guess there's only one flight a day from Vegas to Seattle right now. Um, so we had to. I guess the Corona stuff, uh, the testing for that ended at five and my flight would have arrived at five 30. So we had to go a whole day early. Um, so I've been Wait, what do you Monday. mean? Who testing? Who is testing? You mean the UFC testing? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they must've had a time. Uh, I think it was like nine to five or whatever, where they had some, uh, like paramedics out or somebody to do all the testing and stuff. Now, after okay. you get tested, like you're like, kind of sequestered right like you can't really leave the hotel room type of thing yeah it's a it's a pretty baller hotel room though um it's closer to a condo than a hotel room which oh, that's cool. you know yeah. having had this many fights that i have to travel for i'm used to just you know like yeah. two beds yeah. maybe a fridge and a microwave in a bathroom yeah. but now like we each have our own bedroom uh we each have our own shower and we have a full kitchen a living room it's pretty baller Oh, so what you're awesome. doing is, are you ordering food or are they sending food for you? Uh, I'm actually, they're doing like little shuttles and stuff. I'm going to go to Whole Foods after this and, uh, you know, we'll see, find some more. Oh wait, they're stuff. letting you guys actually leave the hotel now? Yeah, a little bit, but you have to, uh, anytime you're outside of your room in the hotel, um, you have to have a mask on, you have to have like all your credentials and stuff, um. So I'm guessing that goes uh, for when you're at the store and everything too. You probably have to, you know, keep all that on. And you have to get tested when you get back in. How often are you being tested? Or is it just once or is it every time you reenter? So it's, uh, we got the test on Tuesday. Um, I haven't heard anything, so I'm guessing that's a good sign. Yeah, and then sure. uh, they do another test after weigh-ins. Um, but I guess what they said yeah. is after weigh-ins, when they do the test, you can't leave after that okay. until you go to the venue for the fight. So they're letting you have a little bit of freedom now, but once it gets like down to game time, then they want you to kind of stay quarantined. And yeah. Jimmy, and Jimmy, uh, Chase ain't bitching about no after parties. He's twenty years old. He can't even get sure. into these things. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing, dude, how young you are. And yeah, doing it, bro. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, everything's pretty closed down here, anyways. But uh, I, yeah. I had to check and see if Eminem World was open. It wasn't. So nothing for me here. <laughs> The other guys oh. are bitching about the strip clubs. He's <laughs> like, ah, fucking Eminem world. Ah. <laughs> well, what could you, you do before the fight okay. anyway? But I mean, before the fight, you couldn't really eat anything anyway. Uh, yeah, I like to kind of um, just go to the store and kind of fantasize about all my meals after the fight. So, oh, you do? Okay, okay. That's what I do is I'll go and like, shop around and be like, oh, I'm going to eat this and then this. And then 
that definitely is a nice motivation during the weight cut. Um, but right now I'm just on all the trifecta stuff from UFC, just dropping the rest of the weight. What's the first thing you eat after a fight? Like normally what's the first thing you're like, this is by, this is how I'm rewarding myself. Probably some of these. Oh, it is M&M's. Yeah. Okay. He loves the M&M's. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. <laughs> I got a, I got a couple bags here. Oh, oh you brought them with you. I think he has the yeah. almond ones. Those what's almonds? the blue ones? Are they pretzels? Uh, yeah, the pretzel ones. Oh, those are good. Jimmy loves pretzels. I do. You're a big. <laughs> but he's in fighter shape. I'm a fat old man. It's really depressing. I was eating pretzels before, just watching my tits hang down. Really, it's awful. <laughs> That's more me post fight week. I get into that a little more. Just just picking out. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's hard because uh, you know I got to recover, but um, yeah, I try not to like destroy my body too much by just eating whatever but right, i feel right. like i need to get the weight back up so i'm a little healthier before right you go now, into super skinny sorry before you go into camp will you give yourself like all right i'm gonna go into camp on tuesday i'm one more day i'm gonna have one more final meal and then get serious tomorrow or do, how do you yeah yeah i'll do something like that like uh for this one i did like a month out um before that like i wasn't going too crazy um i feel like the week after i'll get wild a little bit um food wise but then I just kind of go back to normal. Um, like my last meal was probably like, uh, I don't know, some pizza or something before I started the cut. So, you know, something like nice, but nothing too crazy. Right, right, right. Man, yeah, a lot, a lot of guys, of, go ahead, Matt. I was just going to ask, at 20 years old, are you the, is, he, is Chase the youngest uh, fighter on the roster or no? I don't know. How, oh, I yeah, would like, like to know that. How old is uh, Shane O'Malley? Oh, you, oh, you are okay. Yeah, Shane, he's like twenty four, I think. Oh, is he that okay? Maybe he's stopped thinking when he started. Then shit, man, he wasn't Thanks, even man. high school at the same time as Chase. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fucking wild, man. <laughs> well, listen, man, I am looking forward to you and Bruce Leroy. And am I correct? It's on the it's the main event of the prelims. Is that right? Yeah, yeah head of the prelims, dude. That what's Moving exciting up. about that is more people are going to actually see that yep. than, than anything. That that's quite the honor, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, I was super hyped about it. Um, yeah. Now I get to sleep in a little bit, head to the venue and fight, get it over with, and uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, pers- I- personally, man, when I was on the pre- – I fought the prelims many times. I would always enjoy it. I would I would be like, oh, good, now I'm done. I can just relax. Yeah. As if it went well, or else I'd be like, ah, I'm taking it all to hell. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like Contender, I was the very first fight, and that was fantastic. I was like, oh. You know, just get ready, go, and then that's it. Then you're done. That's what time it. will you get up on fight day? Uh, probably sleep in until like eight or nine. We'll see. I like to, uh, I like to have a little bit of time to eat because that's usually what I do after weigh-ins. Is just kind of eat as much as I can. Like I'm just usually so ravenous after. And uh, yeah. How are we in the locker room before we walk out? There's guys that get very emotional. There's guys that are shitting a brick. There's guys that are just stone cold. How are we feeling right before? What's going on with the nerves before we walk out? Uh, like the last one, especially, I was just excited. Like, uh, you know, I couldn't stop smiling. You could see it in the walkout, too. I was smiling the whole time. Like, uh, yeah. you know, just to have the opportunity to be in the UFC and, you know, fight at this level. I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's only going to be, you know, 15 minutes out of my night. And, yeah. uh, you know, regardless of what happens, everybody's going to forget, you know, a couple of days later anyway. So I'm just trying to go out there, have a good time and show off my skill set. That's a great mentality. Yeah. Man. It's a smart way to look at it. 
That's don't smart. put so much pressure on yourself that you can't. Because I tend to panic myself, and I put so much pressure on myself, and then I just I and then I do what I thought I was going to do. I fail. So I think that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> Not put too much pressure on yourself. <laughs> well, look, man, have a good fight. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Alex Caceres. You know, the, the guys. The thing with these guys, like, and I talk about this with Overeem a lot, is guys who've been fighting for that long. The, the thing that a newer fighter has to worry about is that they've seen almost every fighting style, every, mm. that, that's where those guys have, uh, the, the experience does kind of come into play is they, they know how to, to fight off mm-hmm. an early onslaught or how to withstand something. So I'm sure mm-hmm. you're prepared for that, but I'm sure you know that he is as well. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be kind of the fun part is, you know, trying to see if I can work my game against his and kind of, uh, you know, I feel like if I do all the stuff that I've been training for and I do it the right way, then, um, We'll see. I think I'll do pretty well. All right. Well, yeah, it's always fun to watch you. And, uh, you know, you're, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, Thank buddy. You. Can't wait. All right, styles, Chase. Styles make fights, man. This is going to be an exciting fight. There's a yes. reason why you guys are headlining the prelims there. That's Thank awesome. I appreciate it. Can I tell you, can I say something to you, Jimmy? Yeah. That I'm a little upset about? Can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. I listen to me now. Don't don't say don't try me. Don't say a thing, please. Okay. Until I'm done. I promise. Okay? As always, my friend. I got a, a lot of texts and calls and DMs and shout outs. Don't say a thing. Okay. For my birthday yesterday, don't you say a goddamn thing right now. <laughs> don't say a thing, Jimmy. Don't, it's not. Don't, I don't want to believe anything. So every then it got towards the end of the night, and I get a text. I, I get a little excited. I look, maybe it's my little Jimmy Bird. He's gonna, he's gonna wish me a. It's my Jimmy, my BFF. That, that. It was like 11.58, Jimmy. I remember looking at the phone. 11.59. And then all of a sudden, my birthday, it passed. Not a text, not a call, not a, not a, not a DM. Not anything from, I, can, I consider one of my closest friends, Jimmy. We haven't, this hasn't been three months. This show's been going on for over three years now. You're right. You are right. I but mean... I- no, no, listen, I don't want to make a big deal. I, I, you know what, yeah. I, I, I am making, for the fact that I'm bringing this, I am making a big deal of it. Because yeah. you, you think because I'm a Hall of Famer that just knocked out the likes of Frank Trigg and people like that, <laughs> that, that I'm going to be just made it, like I got like no feelings. Well, listen, Jimmy, I do. That's and true. I've heard about every last one of them. Well, look, I just realized, look at this. My text to you sat in my inbox. It was oh. one of those. Hold on. I, I don't see. You're not showing me. I don't see it. You're showing me. I, oh, happy birth. <laughs> it sat in the inbox. It, it must have been a technical glitch. <laughs> Holy shit, Jimmy. I'm lightheaded. I happy belated birthday, Matt. I, but I did say happy birthday to you two days ago, and I said I'm going to wait and wish you a happy belated. Well, look at that. You oh. got the text. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never fucking don't give it to me now. I don't want it. Oh, did it go through? I didn't even you know if it went through. You literally just wrote that now, Jimmy. I would um, never. Listen, I'm not a fool. No, I know. Oh, shit, Jimmy. Well, happy uh, birthday. So what did you have, Weston? So did you have any cake? Did your wife bake you like your yeah, favorite I had, dinner? I had a gluten-free funfetti cake, which is... Funfetti? Oh, it's fun and it's fetty. I don't know. It's got the, all the, the rainbow type cake in there. And um, with, the, with the vanilla frosting. That's gluten-free, nice. Gluten-free, might I add. Yeah. Also... A gluten-free lasagna. Now, my, oh. wife, my wife is good. My wife is good. She takes care of me. Did they all sing? And then we had a party. When we Did the kids sing and wife, your wife sang happy birthday? Oh, yeah, Jimmy. 
Of course they did. You know? I mean, what do you think? Were it's, you happy? Uh, it's nice. Ah, oh, Jimmy, I was happy. And I kept checking my phone to see who's texting me. Oh, I, I, that stupid so thing many, where you hit, you so hit many send. And- so many people reached out. They're so nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know? They probably better phone plans than I do. A lot of people just sat in the inbox. All right. Let's do picks. Okay. Our picks <sighs> for this weekend. And we've not had a good run lately, Matt. So let's see how we do here. <laughs> how about this? Let's start Eddie Wineland versus Sean O'Malley. And O'Malley uh, fought not long ago. He had a first round TKO of uh, Jose Alberto uh, Quinones in uh he looked really good in his first fight back. It was his first fight in, in, in two years uh, after beating Andre Sukumtat. So he's fighting Eddie Wineland, who's a, obviously a veteran. He's got 37 fights on his, uh, on his record. Sean O'Malley by decision. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. You know. Fellow, fellow gamer. I'm taking O'Malley. Yeah. 11-0. He's looked really good. But I say he's going to stop him in the second round. It's, it's not a knock on Wineland. I just think O'Malley has looked so good. Um, I, I say he's going to stop in the second round. I got a Justin Timberlake song in my head. I need you. I need you. I need you. It's such a, it's such a good song. And I don't like Justin Timberlake. Don't, don't hang up on me, Jimmy. I'm not hanging up on you. You're in my head. It's in my fucking head. Where a are fan. you now? It was almost like yesterday. No, it's not Tyron Woodley. It's Justin Timberlake I'm talking uh, about. Okay. Where are you now? It's I, Listen, I don't like, I'm not into this kid's music. No, nah, I mean. But no. where, Jimmy, it was almost like yesterday when I was looking at my phone and I was, I was like, where are you now when I need you? Where are you? Where? I, don't know the, I don't know the chorus. But anyway, back to the fights. Sorry about that. We can okay. cut that out. Let's cut that out of this thing. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm taking Sean O'Malley. By decision, okay. But I want you to check out that song later. So give it a shot. I will. It's not exactly Ozzy Osbourne. It's where are you? Where are you now? From um, it's old, but man, is it catchy? Listen to the new Ozzy called uh, "Ordinary Man." He he oh, does it, it. He says Elton John does a verse of it. It's so good. This is what I will tell you. What my wife loves uh, the song with Eminem and Ozzy. No, yes. There's a song with Eminem and Ozzy. No, 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 no. My no, Does no, Eminem no. redo no, 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 a Sabbath? No, it's not Eminem. It's Post Malone, I think, and Ozzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that is a good one. My bad. My bad. I forget Eminem. what that's called. I don't want to lose street cred. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got the different. wrong guy. It's the guy with the tattoos on his face. Yeah, yeah. Fuck and he Post also, Malone. I think he's in a great song called Under the Graveyard. I'm wondering, which is an Ozzy song, and I'm wondering if Post Malone is in there. His producer did the album with Ozzy. I guess that that's well, what got them together. Well, I don't, well, listen, I don't know what got them together, but let's keep them together, Jimmy. What the fuck is like the Ozzy Post Malone song? Hold, this is going to drive me nuts. Let's look. Want me, to, want me to ask my wife? No, no, no. I'm looking it up right now, buddy. It's, uh, I'm texting my wife right now. Oh, I should be ashamed. Jimmy. Take what you want. Take what you want. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Want, my, want me to have my wife come on and sing it? She won't do that. Hold she's on, very, she's very calm. She's very she, no, she's a humble person. She knows not to. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Neil. Oh, you didn't pick. Yeah, I did. I took uh, O'Malley by second round stoppage. Um, now, Neil Magny against Anthony Rocco Martin. <sighs> Both coming off of wins. Oh, uh, shit, man. Anthony Rocco Martin is looking dangerous. Yeah. You know, very yeah. dangerous. This is interesting. You know, I, mm, but, but. 
I got to go with Neil Magny. Yep. I'm going to give him a third round submission. Ooh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, man. Wait, what is that? He lost to Damian Maya. Oh, by a, a majority decision, yeah. So, I mean, if, 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 if Damian Maya is not submit, submitting Anthony Rocco Martin. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm going to say Neil Magny by decision. Okay. You know? I, you know what I'm saying? I absolutely do. Okay. Uh, I'm a little um, biased in the next one. I'll tell you afterwards how I think he's going to win. Aljamain Sterling. Oh, you're taking Aljamain. All right. Um, oh, hmm. I'm taking. I am taking. Listen, I've been watching a lot of uh, of his fights, Corey Sanhagen. He's good, and uh, it, it's going to be such a fight. Yes, it is. And I and I like Corey a lot, um, but I you know I I obviously have to go with Aljo, and I do think Aljo is uh, is going to win. So I think Aljo deserves the shot at the title. He's got one more fight. Hopefully, before he gets his title shot. Yeah. Uh, but Sanek is twelve and one. Um, he's coming off two wins. They're both coming off two wins. Um, Rivera, Sunset, and they both coming off wins against good fighters. Like yeah. they both coming off two wins against really solid fighters. Here's how I'm going to take Aljamain to victory. I say Aljamain. He loves taking it back. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying Aljo is winning, and I'll let you know it later by what. I'll text you. I will say Aljo, second round sub. Wow. Wow. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards. That way I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't give nothing away what we're talking sure. about or whatnot. Sure. You know? Um, Another interesting fight coming up. Now, this is t- a really weird co-main event. Both fighters are coming off of two losses. This is uh, a Sun Sal against Cody Garbrandt. Um, you know, he, uh, Cody uh, Munoz uh, had a first-round TKO against him, and he lost that uh, first-round TKO to Dillashaw. Two yeah. first-round TKOs in a row. Two fights that he was in, though, when he, and he hurt guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you can't talk about the TJ Dillashaw fight without – Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mentioning that he, it was, it was uh, whatever that guy was into. Well, you know one I mean? of these guys, Matt, is going to be on a three-fight at least losing streak. Uh, it's true. And and wait, I, and I, like, I like both guys. He, Cody's Rocky. lost three. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. Matt. I think yeah. Cody has lost three. I'm going to say Cody Garbrandt. Knockout first round. You know, I'm, well, it's I'm, a little crazy. It might be, but, but is it? Is he crazy? I don't know. Sunset is a great fighter, you know. Um, yeah. But he's been having a hard time lately, you know. It was, uh, they're not saying what, they don't say what round, these motherfuckers. When he, oh, no, they did. I'm sorry, guys. First round, he lost to a sub with Marlon before he lost by unanimous decision by Corey Sanhagen. I'm talking about Sunset. Uh, it's a little different than how Cody's been losing. You know what I mean? Um, it was the second round TKO to Dillashaw, then a first round TKO, then a first round TKO to Munoz. And he was 11 and 0. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Cody, I'm talking about. Sorry. He was 11 and 0 at one point. And he's got that thing where guys are undefeated for a while and then have a hard time after they lose. And I really do think, I mean, obviously you're fighting great fighters, but I do think it does something to you 
mentally where you click a little bit where you felt invincible and that was a part of it. And I think for some guy, like again, Nganu righted the ship. Like he had lost, he was uh, on a, he was undefeated, but he was on a run and then he lost two, but he righted the ship. Yeah. But there's something about being undefeated that seems to, when somebody loses, um, they either rebound immediately or they really go into a pit. So I'm going to take Garbrand as well. Um, I'm going to take Garbrand by decision because while I do think that he's going to be geared to knock out a Sun Sao, a Sun Sao is coming off of two losses. And I don't think either guy is afraid to lose, but I think both guys are going to go at a certain amount of caution uh, because he does not want to lose four straight. And Sun Sao, I'm sure, doesn't want to lose third straight. So I'm going to take Garbrand by decision. I'm going to say Garbrand, I already said first round yeah, by knockout. You know, I'm going to stick with that. It's time for him to shock a lot of people and come back and and uh, burst at the right time. That's right. You know what I mean? Not just going in like a caveman. Because, I mean, you look at his fight with Dominic Cruz, and that was that was a masterful performance. You know, a little breakdancing moves, then, then a little footwork, and then some exploding when he had to. Um, I'm hoping, like, the layoff between fights – and, uh, you know, giving his head a rest after being stopped a couple of times. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see the best, the best Cody Garbrandt yet. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that fight. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with that first round, you know, uh, knockout. Or and TK. now the main event. We have uh, Amanda Nunes. Yes. Against Felicia Spencer. Yes. Yes. Uh, now the thing is this: Amanda Nunes is so good, so yeah. good. Uh, you know, two division champion. She sure is. Uh, you know, the best female yep. MMA fighter ever. I mean, it's hard to dispute that. You know what I mean, Jimmy? You spoke earlier about an undefeated fighter, how they right. deal with their first loss. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you something, Jimmy? Sure. I felt like you did that. I thought you were foreshadowing. I thought you were saying that because the way Felicia dealt with her first loss to Cyborg was excellent because she came back yeah. and she fought Zara. Dos Santos. Fa yeah. Dos Santos. Farrah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Farrah Dos Santos. Farron. Yeah. Uh, Farron. What's her name? Is Sarah. I want to say it right. Farron Dos Santos. And she too. mounted her. And that girl was, she was a, a, not a small girl. She was big. Yes. And that's what I like about Felicia. She always looks like smaller. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then she's, she's a tough girl. Yes. And what she does well. Sorry, Matt, to interrupt you. It was Zara Dosanto. I apologize. What did that. I say? No, no, Sorry. I'm correcting myself. Oh, what she does well, she does extremely well. And that's getting the fight to the floor and, and using your jujitsu, you know? So, I mean, if you look at the uh, one of the losses of um, uh, the, the one loss in her UFC career, Amanda Nunes. It was to uh, Kat Zingano. And what happened there was, and again, again, Amanda learned from it and never, never got gassed in a fight again, never looked really vulnerable again like that. But she gassed, she did a, she basically beat up Kat in the first round, got a little gassed, and, and, um, and uh, Kat Zingano was able to uh, outgrapple her and get that victory, okay? 
Um, since then, it looks like, a, and that was a while ago. I don't know the exact date on that. <laughs> Excuse me. But since then, Amanda went on to do great things, including, you know, becoming the two-division champion. Sure. So it's hard to base anything off that. Yeah. But now okay. she's fighting somebody with that type of style, though. Uh, a grappler, jiu-jitsu girl, that is durable enough to maybe fight through the fire to get her hands on Amanda, to get Amanda down. Again, Amanda's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yep. But, you know, if you do look to that one time she looked vulnerable, it's when she, you know, gassed a little bit versus Kat Zingano. In, in, and it was a, gra- it was a grappling uh, type fight, you know? So yeah. when you look at it like that, and you're looking at a five-round fight, you take in consideration, you know, the motivation. Uh, it, where is um, the champ's head? I'm not, I'm not assuming it's bad. I'm not, assume, I'm not assuming it's good. I'm just saying these things got to be taken into consideration. Could she be as up for her as she – up for Felicia as she was for her Cyborg? Could she be as up for Felicia as she was when she was winning the title versus Misha Tate or when she was yeah. fighting Ronda Rousey? I don't know. Maybe she's looking at – you don't know how she's looking at her. So you look at somebody, you know, you take a little bit less off, you know, and then she's also having a child, her and Nina. Her, her, oh, her, that's right, yeah. Her wife. So yeah. it's like, hey, man, I don't know. I'm saying it, 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 could, it could mean good things or, you know – it could mean bad news. I'm just saying she's a, such a badass. But I, these are the things I think about that make it more interesting and more intriguing. Intriguing, where it's like, all right, man, it's really going to come to every fight. Is it's is it's um, it's its own obstacle to get past for these fighters. Like you can't just say, all right, this is another that's right, another feather not. in the cap. No, this girl, this girl's legit, man. She only has one loss. And she did go five rounds with Cyborg. She went the decision to Cyborg. Yeah, it was it was a good fight. She didn't, um, you know, she didn't get knocked out. I mean, Amanda had a much different fight with Cyborg. Well, but it's yes. I, I can't make fights. Also, I so wouldn't pick against able... Amanda if she was fighting. If Amanda was fighting Junior Dos Santos, <laughs> I would take fucking Amanda. Well, let's say she I'm just looks Amanda. so I'm, good. I'm picking Amanda also, but as we know, Jimmy, as like you often like you say, Matt. You know, you always, you know, you. You are the epitome of that anybody could become a champion. Remember you said that to me? I you, did, and you looked over at me in the passenger seat, and you said, why are you saying that? And I said, I just believe it, and we laughed. Thank you, Jimmy. We do. Yeah. Like friends. From like Lord friends. Well. Yeah. But, um, How are you taking Amanda? How are you taking I'm taking her third round stoppage. But it's hard to, I mean, I mean, Felicia's looked so good as well. It's just, Amanda has looked so incredible. It's hard to see her. Uh, I'm going to say fourth round stoppage. Okay. Because I think she's so brutal. Like, she's so, she's not just, like, brute force. Not that that's all what Cyborg is. Sure. But she's a little bit more crafty, I feel, than Cyborg. And uh, she could be more dangerous with her jujitsu, like when it hits the, if it hits the right. floor, she could be, if she gets on top of her, she knows she's such a good uh, jujitsu girl where um, jujitsu practitioner that on top, she knows a way to take away the angles and, and, and she has those long arms where she could just beat her down. I mean, it's going to be, listen, it's an, it's an uphill battle. It's quite the task for Felicia, yep. but you know, it is, it is exciting because she's, she's very good at what she does. 
And that's clinching, getting to the fight, getting to the fight to the floor. And she's durable, like she's shown. So, hey, man, if she gets the upset, it'll be huge. But I am taking fourth round for the champion, Amanda Nunes. Okay. Good, good. I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. I don't. I think that's the chorus. No, I have to pee where as are well. You? Is it, where, where are you? Matt, where I have to you? pee as well. Hold on. Wait, I'm trying to, oh, no, Jimmy, you don't want to so do Why don't we do this? Well, I'm going to listen piss. to this. I'm gonna, when you piss. Should we break for a minute? I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to say, hey, Alexa, Alexa, play Justin Timberlake. No, wait, no. no. <laughs> is that Timberlake? Who is it? It's Timberlake. No, it's not. No, it's Justin Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Did I say Timberlake before? Yes, I did. I said, <laughs> the producers are, wait, the producers are saying, I said Justin Timberlake before. My bad. It's Where Are You Now from, from uh, the fucking uh, Justin Bieber. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How are you, Alicia? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good, actually. Um, not bad. Making. Are you getting used to this whole system that everybody's doing where all of our interviews are on the computer and where you're staying in the hotel and you're not allowed to leave? And, and how are you adapting to all this, this new protocol? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, a, new, just a new protocol, but um, there's nothing, you know, there's not really any drawbacks. I mean, there's less walking around, you know, and, and exploring sometimes, but, um, it's, it, for me, it's like, you know, I'd still be doing a lot of these, these conversations. It's just on a different platform. So just roll with the punches a lot. That's kind of the theme for the whole fight camp, really. <laughs> you know, speaking of rolling with the punches, uh, me and Jimmy, we were just talking about how undefeated, undefeated fighters deal with having that first loss. And you, Felicia, dealt with it like a champ. And just okay. came back in devastating fashion with that mount, that brutal mount, ground and bound, uh, reverse uh, Zara Farron. How did? How was it mentally after that fight with Cyborg? Which I feel, even though it was your first loss, didn't. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it affect your uh, your stock because it was such a gutsy performance. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, it felt. It was kind of uh, kind of odd. You know, I mean. I knew, you know, I knew uh, after the fight, you know, it sucks to lose, obviously, or even just in the octagon, you know, I looked over at my corner and, and I just had to smile. They're like, you know, you did a great job. And I just started smiling right from there. It's like, I'm, 
the last thing I want to be is a sore loser. You know, I, I went out there, I did what I did and that's, that's what happened. Um, so for me, it was pretty quick to, to just, you know, just look at what happened and, and learn from it and, uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. And honestly, like the response from like social media, like it kind of, everyone was kind of treating it like I won. I had to, I was like, guys, I lost the fight, like quit acting like I won. Like, they're like, no, you did so good. So it was kind of unexpected, the support and like the, yeah, like just the reaction that everyone had from the performance and just, um, so that was, that was kind of unexpected. <laughs> but now that, that was a co-main, uh, that was, I believe a three round fight. Is this your first five round fight? No, I, I did fight for the Invicta title. So okay. I had a, a one experience with a five round fight. I, I didn't go five rounds, I finished it in the fourth. Um, and I, you know, I feel a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of the experiences I've had with, you know, I fought for like an amateur title. I fought for the Invicta title. Like, I feel like a lot of these experiences have like kind of led me to here in this moment. And, and I just feel like I can, I can kind of not mimic the, the fight, but I feel really, I feel really good about a finish in this fight. Now, Matt, you Probably mentioned not the, too early, but <laughs> go ahead. Matt, Matt had mentioned your, uh, Amanda's loss to Katzengano. Uh, and, and maybe this, uh, do you, do you think getting into the later rounds would you, you might be able to pull off the same thing she did or, 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 or do you, uh, think Amanda's, uh, cardio will be an issue or cause she seems at least lately, she has seemed fairly good at everything she's doing. Right. I'm expecting the best version of Amanda, you know, and, and I know people, uh, you know, some people comment on the cardio from the past, you know, looking a little bit tired in the later rounds. Uh, whereas I tend to look better and better as the fight goes on. You know, I feel like I just get in a groove and then I just, you know, the last couple of rounds of, of training are always my best, you know? So, yeah. um, so I feel good about that, but I'm not expecting Amanda to come in with a low gas tank. I'm not expecting right. it's going to be easy. Um, you know, and then also I know people kind of point to her last uh, title defense and, and having some vulnerability, on the ground where that's more where people see my strength, but I don't, I don't really look at, I really don't like to look at like the low lights of people that I'm fighting, you know, like, Oh, this happened to them. So you can do the same thing. I'm like, no, like I know I've lost in the fight. Like I, I know that you're not, you're not always given your best performance and it, it doesn't show the whole story of your skill set. So, you know, so it, it kind of take it all with a grain of salt with what her past is like and sure. what I'm expecting her to bring. And your first UFC main event, which, which I believe this is, yeah. does, does the fact, and again, and I know all fighters handle a lot of pressure, but the fact is, you, you know, your media is ticked up and there's so much more you have to do. Does the fact that there is no arena full of people, not, it doesn't take the pressure off because the fight won't be any different, but does that change any of the dynamic for you and make it a little bit uh, less filled with pressure? Or do you feel any different than you think you might if it was not these conditions? Um, I don't know about like the, the pressure change, but I am, I am kind of excited to experience the difference, you know, to, to feel how, how having no crowd is in a fight. And I think, it, I think it's going to be good for me. Like I, some people have talked about how like some fighters perform kind of feeding off the crowd and some like um, it was kind of mentioned in the Gaethje fight with Tony that Gaethje might've done better without the crowd. Tony might've done the opposite. So I feel like I'm, I'm more um, I feel like I put my best performances when I feel most comfortable, like most in my rhythm, which is like almost, I feel like it's going to mimic like a sparring day at the gym. You know, obviously it's going to be different because it's fight against Amanda Nunes, but you know, it's quiet. You know, sometimes we do rounds that are quiet because we fight, you know, with no music. So it's like, 
you know, you just hear the coach, you just hear the leather hitting, you just hear the grounds hitting the ground, or the bodies hitting the ground, or the breathing, you know, like, um, I think it'll be an experience that I appreciate, you know, rather than miss the crowd as much as I love soaking it in and after. <laughs> I mean, it's different for sure, because, I mean, you've seen a guy who's got a lot of fights underneath him, Tim Elliott, yeah. and in between rounds, he's like, it's too effing quiet in here. I think that I was like, whoa, where did that come from? You yeah. think his mind yeah. would be fighting uh, Brandon Royval? But uh, right, yeah, that's I don't what, think that'll be an issue for me. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I think I'll kind of appreciate the, you know, I'll just, I mean, I try to be so flexible with how fight week goes, and like, I don't have any suspicious like superstitions or any like rituals yeah. that I have to do because if I find myself in that, like, oh, I, this is what I always do, I'm like, maybe I should switch it up and feel different because there's nothing you can count on fight week and I don't want to ever have like that ritual that oh if this doesn't happen then I'm not going to perform you know like so I just I'm always like whatever can be different and weird I feel good like I feel better when there's weird stuff going on so did you yeah. always have this mental uh strength as a competitor because I'll tell you one thing that stuck out uh for me when you fought cyborg is you didn't you never got discouraged where other fighters could have in a tough round where it's like oh man she has four more rounds and Never got the storage, and then even after that, you're landing a nice elbow. You're 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 catching a leg. I mean, and that's first, arguably one of the most powerful uh, female fighters that ever walked the earth. Cyborgs <laughs> of the beast. Yeah. Uh, so you never got discouraged. So I put that together with the champ uh, Amanda's, you know, maybe worst performance, and and I'm like, and your skill set. It's just it it really is is it's more than it seems the eye in this fight when I'm looking at it. But did you always yeah. have such a tough, um, what did that, the, the um, mental strength? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I, I always kind of had that, like kind of get yourself, you know, just brush it off and try again kind of mentality. Um, it might've, I'm sure it wasn't as strong. Like I know training in the gym, you know, uh, one of the, my, one of my favorite like pieces of advice from, from coaches is like, you don't have to win every round. You don't have to have a, a good day every day in the gym, but as long as you can like, you know, show up, as long as you show up and you do, you know, you do your thing, you're going to have those days where you're off. And then the next time you just have to start fresh, you know? So I kind of think of every round or every moment of every round, not even like when the round ends, it's a fresh start. It's like every second of the round is a fresh start, you know? So I always just, I know, I know I can find a way to win. And, and the fights I've had, I've had a lot of tough fights, and I always just find a way to win. So that was uh, what I did for a long time. You know, So I feel really confident with my ability to like adapt in the moment and, and just capitalize on a, on a good opportunity. No, I, cre I credit you with that because you just, the, the most recent example would be Tyrone Woodley. Um, after that first round, now look, you had, a, you had a tough first round with Cyborg. He had a tough, really tough first round um, uh, the other day versus Gilbert Burns. Right. Um, but in between the rounds, I'm like, oh my, I'm like, I, I was hoping I was wrong because I love Tyrone. I'm like, yo, he looks, he looks defeated. He looks discouraged. He looked lost. Like a look like, that I never seen in your yeah. face. And, and that's, that's, I mean, does that I mean, my thing is like, and he's a cheese. I mean, he was such a dominant champion. Is yeah. that worked out in the camp itself? Or is that just something instilled in the fighter? You know, just thinking. It's hard to it. say. I don't know. Like, you know, I know my, my coaches still say it, like if I have a, you know, a round where things didn't go my way, like he'll still say like, it's just, you know, 
fresh round, don't be too hard on yourself. And I'm like, stop telling me that. I know. I'm good. I'm good. That's don't funny. tell me. Like, and then I'm like, why are you attacking me? You know? it's, that's, um, <laughs> that's good <laughs> advice, like, Yeah, don't even tell me that because I already know. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I tap in the gym. You know, like, if, if I'm not um, – if I'm not having those days where, where things don't go my way, then I'm not taking enough like risk and like, I'm not reckless, but I like to try new things, you know, like, otherwise, what are you, what are you even doing there if you're not trying to do different things, you know? So of course I'm going to get caught in different things and I'm going to tap out to lower belts because I'm trying to do weird stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. And then you got to hone it in for the fight. Obviously you don't want to be too crazy, but, but I like to be, I'm, I love being creative. I love to like, have a round where after it we're like laughing and like holy shit that was what was that like that was pay-per-view quality rounds right there you know like just weird stuff well they said you know a lot of times uh you know you'd watch muhammad ali uh when he would be in sparring and he would just be getting his ass kicked and they said because he was just working on the things he wasn't as good at but he was always working on his weaknesses as opposed to just trying to look great in sparring right exactly now we i think we talked to you in february and um i believe we touched on the fact that you teach um, are you still doing that? I actually am not anymore. I, I was up until this month. Um, when I signed the contract to oh. fight May 9th, I put in an, an extended leave with my, uh, it's a virtual teaching job. Okay. Uh, so I put in an extended leave and then when, and in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I might go back after the fight. I might go back or maybe I won't, but I'll kind of take this time to feel what it's like to not have the extra stuff on my plate. And then when, you know, things got a little crazy with the whole COVID thing. And then, um, when it got pushed back and I, my time, you know, I would have been going back to work like the week after May 9th. So I was like, you know, I really, I really feel like this, uh, this focus that I have on, on training, you know, recovery and just not being like stressed out all day long <laughs> and, uh, kind of living it up, you know, it's, I was like, this is, this is good. And I think I can take new opportunities, you know, as, after this fight, I can take, I have new opportunities that will come to me. So, so yeah, I actually put in my resignation. Um, well in May, because it's already June. So how good did that feel? You know, cause again, we, who did we just talk about? It was, it was Brandon, on Monday. Show. Brandon Rovell. Because he works as a correction officer and, and uh, we've talked to Jeff Neal about it and, and guys who are, or fighters who put in their, their notice at, uh, on yeah. their day job, whereas that now it's only, fighting i mean that has to be a great feeling uh even yeah, though you, you it's knew a little but scary <laughs> it is right because this it's a little is it. scary yeah because i'm very i'm very like i i always had uh like a base or like a backup plan like i'm always like stable in my you know yeah. in my decisions it's like i always have to have like my you know my income i, I had a great job it, you know it was teacher and i had benefits you know that kind of stuff was important you know i wanted to be uh be able to take care of myself um but yeah i definitely it was a little bit scary like i didn't want to let people down either but they, everyone that i worked with was so supportive and they were like yeah. we knew this was coming we can't believe you stayed this long <laughs> you know like so it felt it felt really good to, yeah, and you could always go you could always go back to that exactly yeah. that's the one thing i'm like yeah, I, yeah. they love me there like i'm a, i'm great at I'm great at it, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm really good at it. So they'll take me back in a heartbeat and um, I, can, I can't come back to this. Hey, Lisa, You're great at algebra. <laughs> I'm algebra? A great I like to think I'm a great teacher and I did teach algebra, but I like to think of it like I just enjoy teaching and, and I happen to pick a subject that a lot of people need some help with. So that's It's why an awful it. subject. It, it's literally <laughs> I, I, like, hey, this is what I can't do. If someone says, gives a number and says, what percentage 
is 15 of 70. I have no idea how to figure out what percentage something is of something else. Um, yeah. It's really difficult. My mind doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, wording sometimes is a little a little tricky with uh, like academic algebra. It's like, even as a teacher, I'm like, come on, like you, you're doing this. Because, but honestly, what it comes down to is using your brain. It's yeah. not like you're going to always use the, the algebra. It's the mental capacity to figure shit out, you know, which I think applies to everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like to teach, but I usually like to figure out how to pass a gun and rip a Kimura. <laughs> but I'm not great in algebra or Common Core yeah. or pretty much anything that you need a pencil with. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I, I have a lot of students that, as long as they're getting by, they're doing good. You know, and that's well, that's okay. Everyone's different. You know, so. Well, you're also ready for your contract. Like literally, uh, imagine you know you you have an advantage over a lot of people because the numbers that are in a contract. And it sounds crazy, but you know how to work that stuff out relatively quickly, and you know how to look at numbers. So no one is going to put something in a contract that you're not going to understand financially. Yeah, you know, I think I, I I do try to to be understanding of what I'm you know what I'm looking at with with the numbers, and um, you know I you did a little bit of statistics and research when I presented my, you know, my case for this fight and for the, you know, for my contract that uh -huh. I signed, um, I signed, yeah, I signed a, a, a contract in March. Um, it's like a new contract in March. So, um, yeah, I definitely looked at like, okay, well you guys are putting me in the co-main event. Like this is what, uh, I think I looked at like the last year of co-main event fighters and like, what did they make? Uh, what did you guys say that they made? And like, let's base it on, on averages and medians here. So <laughs> talking to a math person, like I understand what a median is and an average and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, average I, I don't expect to be yeah, like no the top tier. Like I understand my position is very unique. And uh, I, I've been telling my team, like, this is so crazy that like all these awesome fighters are, are fighting on UFC 250 and then it's like me as the headline. It's like, I hope they don't like hate me for that. Like, no. And everyone like shitting all over the main event. It's like, this is a great no. card. And, uh, you know, I, I don't let it get to me, but it's like, uh, am I one of those cool kids yet? Like, are they looking at me like uh, I don't belong here at the top, you know, the top of the card? But it is what it is. Like, I'm in a great position right now. Yeah, yeah you I are. I wouldn't worry about that. You, you, you come across very nice and likable. And yeah. hey, listen, you can always go back to the teaching, like you said. How yeah. many opportunities do you get to shock the world? Right. Not, your, not your camp, not you. You know what you're capable of. But Amanda's, you know, she's known as the GOAT. She is the best woman fighter of all time. It's such a Rocky movie that yeah. you're living it. And I mm -hmm. hope it looks like you're enjoying it. So I am. Yeah, you look yeah. comfortable. And I and so far I think I've had two opportunities to shock the world. I think I think this one's my time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the first one was just you know yeah, you feeling yeah. out the waters. That's yeah. good. Well, I get another shot. Like how many people get another shot to fight a legend? You know. So. That's right. <laughs> like and a different you, legend. It's, that's how you become a legend. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, good luck, uh, uh, Felicia. You know, uh, UFC two fifty main event yourself, Amanda Nunes featherweight uh, championship it's going to be a great fight anybody who who knows anything about fighting knows this is a, a great main event and this is going to be a great fight you're eight and one you've only lost one fight and amanda's been on a run so watching two fighters who are both in, in like really good places in their career it's not going to be a bad fight this is going to be a great fight so uh, this is the sport of upsets so hey man yeah i can't wait to watch <laughs> thank you so much i um, always love talking to you guys all right. Well, it's great talking to you too. And I'm sure we'll talk to you when this whole thing is over and things are a little more back to normal and, uh, and, and have a great fight. 
Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, Take Felicia. Care, Felicia. It, it took Jimmy, it took everything for me not to say, bye, Felicia, because I know she must hate that. What's that from? Friday. Oh, I've, I've seen but it. For some reason, remember. everybody says it. Like my kids say, everybody says it still. I don't even think they knew where they got it from. But She's it's fun dirt. to say. Just like it's fun to sing. And what I did downstairs, I put, I put on Alexa, and I heard the Justin Bieber, not Justin Timberlake. Get your shit together, Jimmy. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't said, know the answer. I'm glad I didn't know. I thought you were going to correct me. I said it on purpose. No. I no. said it by accident. But Justin Bieber, and it's Where Are You Now? And the, the chorus is very catchy. I didn't know what they were saying, but you know when you look at Alexa and they say the words, yeah. I need you, 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 you, you. <laughs> it's fucking, it's so catchy. I, could you please listen to it later? You might, uh-huh. I'm not trying to, 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 to drag you away from your precious Ozzy Osbourne collection, but you know, sometimes you got to try new things, Jimmy. Yep. All right. Um, did we do our picks? Yes, we did. All right, Jimmy. What else are you up to, pal? Before I'm going to go out and buy a couple of things. I've, I've made a couple purchases today and then I got radio tomorrow. So right back to it. Can, can I just say, I love, uh, thank you. John, I, well, it gets awesome though, Jimmy. Oh, I like that you stay sorry. busy. Uh, I love that John Jones is taking those, those, uh, I think we might have talked about it last time. Spray cans. Yeah. Spray cans away from the people, you know, give me that. I like that. Cause they know, yeah, listen, he gets some shit about, you know, maybe whatever he's doing, you know, whether it's like a cock pillow or some weed or whatever. I don't know. But, he gets some stuff for maybe doing yeah. the wrong thing. Uh, but when he's doing the right thing, I think it should be, um, you know, uh, put in the spotlight. Yep. So I like that. Thank you, John Jones. Like every yep. nice hero out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those and those two douchebags exa- acted exactly like I would have acted. I would have handed my spray can over. Jimmy, and I got your text just like, like a half an hour ago, the happy birthday one. Oh, yeah, but I, this stupid phone it was just sat yeah. in the inbox. I shook the phone and there it went. I. We're on, we're on Zoom. I saw you typing it, Jimmy. No, no, I was just checking. So, Jimmy, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go home to play with my kids. Yeah, have, have fun, man. Have fun. Have a great night. And, and uh, I will talk to you. Wait, what's today? Wednesday. Fuck! Days. I'm not gonna talk to you till next week. We'll talk over the weekend. I want to, I want to survey if we should do this show three times a week. Jimmy, not from you. You. Okay. You're going to go where they tell you because you want to make this thing successful. That's right. So if they want us for three days a week, I'm down. So <laughs> listen, Wolf, Mish, here on Monday. <laughs> Jimmy, have a great weekend. I will talk to you. Let's plug the All fights right. really quick. One of the you fights. too, buddy. Yeah, UFC 250. Great, great pay-per-view this Saturday. It's uh, Felicia Spencer is fighting the great Amanda Nunes for the featherweight championship. And the co-made event is two guys who are really, I think, fighting for their lives. Uh, Rafael Sunsau against Cody Garbin. Cody has three losses in a row, two to Dillashaw, one to uh, Pedro Munoz. And um, this is a very, very desperate fight for both of these guys. I don't care what they say. This is a huge fight for both of these guys. Aljamain Sterling is fighting uh, Corey Sanhagen, which is a great fight. Uh, Sean O'Malley against Eddie Wineland and... Uh, Neil Magny is uh, giving Neil Magny's opponent because I have everyone except that I'm remembering. Hold on. It's oh, uh, Anthony Rocco Martin. Anthony Rocco Rock- Martin. Yeah. Sorry. Anthony Rocco Martin. He's a beast. It. He's a beast. This is a great card, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm is. so happy. And I'm looking right now as you say that. I'm looking. Oh, shit. I didn't know Cody Stamen's fighting Brian Keller. Did you know that, Jimmy? I did, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's on the How did you know that? Because it's on the yeah, The thing in front of me, uh, Amir Shard against Heinish, there's some really great fights. It's going to be a great fight, Jimmy. I will most likely text you during, like I always do. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then you I'll text watch. back. I'm not watching yet. I'll watch later. I'm like, yeah, right, sometimes I watch a little later, but uh, this time I'll be watching this live. Well, I mean, I feel bad because last time with Mackenzie Dern, I'm like, ah, oh, the leg lock. That was okay. You're like, thanks. I, I, didn't, well, I, mean, I haven't oh, seen it yet. Yeah. Jimmy, listen, man, you don't got to say it back, but I love you. I love you too. Thank you, Jimmy. You didn't even yeah. hesitate. I no. will, I'll talk to you by Saturday night, man. And I want to say goodbye to the uh, uh, Unfiltered Army and thank you for all the birthday wishes, people. I got those. Yeah. I don't think I didn't get those. For most yes. of you, I got that. Yeah. I think even Antonio texted me, you fuck. Well, he's, he's getting yelled at. That's why he's just scared. Sorry for calling you a fuck. Goodbye, Jimmy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. Later, everybody. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.